Hello everybody, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Essential Sports Pod uh, with my friends, Gerald and Addison. Yo, welcome back guys, episode four. Yeah, big episode four. Um, we're just going to recap a little bit in the past few games, you know, do our our great segment, um, and then just end it off on some predictions that we got. So, let's get started. Um, so I guess we'll get started with the Mariners recap. Um, you know, we had a three game series against the Mariners, lost the series two to one. Um, how'd y'all, how'd y'all guys see that first game losing two five? Um, Jared, I'll let you take that one. I'll try and collect my thoughts here. Right, well, yeah, I'm still kind of. I'll, I'll start off with uh, Matt pitched. Um, so you know, yeah. that's uh, you don't really know what you're gonna get. Um, he honestly was having a good game. Um, he had, I think, he let up two runs up until the fifth inning, and then he got two on base, um, and then he got taken out, and then those two runners scored, which. It wasn't really up to him that they scored, but they were on base because of him, so it counts for him. Um, he was—he honestly struck a dude out, and then the ump didn't call it, and he eventually walked that guy, I think it was him. Or no, it might have been... No. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I yeah, think so that was he, like at the end of his was, outing. Yeah, it was the fifth inning, and he was about to strike out this guy, with, and there was one out. And the ump just didn't call it. He called it a ball, uh, and then that eventually led to that guy getting walked, and then them scoring. Yeah, what I will say is, you know, with the way our rotation looks right now, you know, kind of not getting those calls from the umps. Like, you know, some umps are more prone to calling the ball outside more, like the ball up top is a ball more. You know, we kind of do need that look in order to kind of, like, patch up some of the holes in our starting pitching. But, yeah, when you don't get those calls, uh, we can have innings like that where it just erupts. You know, a guy comes in for Mets, and he gives up the runs. And then, you know, from there, our offense is kind of, like, stagnant. So it is unfortunate. You know, we're not playing the best right now, if we're being honest. but, you know, it's a long season. That's that's all I've been saying all season. I know it's kind of, you know, bad right now. But, yeah, it's a long season, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a long season. And I think the start to this season through the first, whatever this has been, 27 games or so, um, you know, has left a lot to be desired, but, you know, like we always say, I don't think you can count this team out ever. And, um, you know, I hope they bounce back here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we scored, um, two early runs to go up two Oh, uh, in the second inning and then gave up one. So it was just two to one. And then it seemed like nothing else happened throughout the rest of the game. Um, that's about all that happened. We got three hits all game, which was yeah. 
kind of sucks, but those games happen. Um, and then second game, uh, Michaelis pitched 5.1 innings, um, five hits, three earned runs, two walks. Uh, lost four to five. Uh, what you guys see in that second game? Um. Well, like you said, it was a close game, but uh, you know, the momentum that we have right now, you know, these close score games, we feel like we're not getting. And then you know, when we have a lead like we had in game one, where the game is two one, and then they just have that one inning, um, our offense can't come back. But you know, the boys are just kind of on the opposite end of like you know momentum right now. Um, I think that Seattle series showed that besides obviously game three where we did end up winning, but, um, yeah, just, just tough luck, you know, um, I feel like there was a lot of things to take away from that game that certain pitchers were looking good and, uh, looking back at the stat line, um, Burleson was two for four, and I think he's cooled off a lot since this game, um, which is another thing we have to talk about. I want to ask you guys feelings about Jordan Walker getting sent down. I know that's, you know, the big news that that's going on. Um, but, yeah, Burleson has been struggling, too. That's another underrated thing. So. Yeah, man, just an unfortunate loss, you know. But. Uh, well, I got a lot to say about this game. Um, last week I felt high on uh, – I felt good about going into the game against Castillo, uh, honestly. Um, I said it last last episode, um, and that's exactly how it went. He We got him out in five innings, uh, seven hits, scored three on him. Uh, we did strike out eight times, but, you know, that's what happens. Uh, and he's arguably a, ten, a top ten pitcher, so, you know, that's always good to see, you know. Um, in our on our defensive side, um, I f- when I was watching the game, I felt like Michaelis got left in one batter or two batters too, too long. Um, he got one out in the bottom of the sixth, uh, but then he let up a single after a, a pitch at bat. Um, and then the homer came out, came right after that. They tied it 3-3. I don't know. I had a feeling that they should probably should have taken him out at that point um, before that homer happened. But, yeah, that's how it is. And then... Yeah. I, yeah, since the game was, like, last week, I'm still kind of getting my mind refreshed as to what happened. So, you know, but now that you do mention um michael has been in there like maybe one or two betters too long i do remember that and i feel like that's kind of a theme with ali that cardinals fans can agree on like sometimes his bullpen management or pitching management isn't always the best i know he doesn't have like the best guys to go out there you know but um still yeah, could be making better decisions like, yeah yeah i would say that it seems like it seems I'm kind of I see Ollie's bullpen management sort of um, kind of 
uh, reminiscent of how Larusa used to manage, and like Larusa would leave guys in because his bullpen arm wasn't warmed up, and like you know you'd have a guy in throwing ninety pitches already, and Larusa would be like, like like in the post game they'd be like, why didn't you pull your guy in, you know, because like the starter would give up a home run or something. Like, why didn't you put your guy in, you know, before that last batter? And he's like, oh, he wasn't warmed up enough. He wasn't ready. And it's just like, he gambles on his guys a lot. You know, he leans on them to, um, you know, go that extra batter, that extra inning. Um, And sometimes it works, and right now it's not. So, you know, and I think that's just sort of, a management style that we're seeing. Yeah. Um, talking about like the management style, I was looking at something earlier, like I think it was an article that was talking about the Cardinal way. And basically they were saying how like the Cardinals are like kind of like nice guys, like they're going to work with you and like, um, let you go out there, get your innings, try to get right. But, you know, with all of this big league talent, is really not a lot of margin for error, you know. Like, one one or two batters too long, and, you know, your guy might give up a home run. So I just feel like we need to find some type of, like, medium as far as trusting our guys to go out there and get the job done. But – also knowing when to pull them out or put them in the right situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I still think that that's, uh, it's a dangerous strategy because, you know, there's, there's high level talent on all 30 teams and, you know, like one or two batters against a team offensively like the giants might not be, you know, a huge risk or a risk you're comfortable taking. Um, with leaving a guy in, but you know, you're going to run up against teams like the Phillies or the Braves or the Dodgers who have big power potential one through nine. And all of a sudden, like you're leaving guys in one too many times or one too many batters and you give up two home runs, you know, like, yeah, I think it just, it, it gets dangerous. Yeah, it definitely does. I'm, I agree with you on that. All right. What and about game three? Yeah, game, game three, three. Uh, one seven three. We had Flaherty out on the mound. He pitched six innings, five hits, three earned runs, two walks, and nine strikeouts. Uh, yeah. I just think he continues to impress, man. He's he's our best pitcher, I think, our starting pitcher. Um, I don't know. I just feel kind of confident when he goes out there now. Uh, he's been locating better. He's not walking as many people. He's also striking out nine people in six innings. Like, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's really good stuff. Um, I'm I'm gonna pull up his baseball savant page really quickly because, um, yeah, like you said, noticing that he's like kind of getting locked in with his mechanics, like being able to locate his fastball and um also you'll see him like at the end of his outings you know if he uh can't really place his off speed where he wants to he'll um throw the fastball harder like 
96, 97. And that's what I really like about Jack. The ability to um pick up the velocity when he needs to and also have good breaking pitches off of it, you know. He's a he's a competitor, man, and that's what I always liked about Jack. Yeah, I mean, like we said last week, I think he just continues to get better and better each outing. And um, he has been really, um, yeah, he's been really impressive. Yeah. We had uh... also, you see, uh, yeah, you see the offense come to uh, light a little bit, seven runs in that game. Uh, yeah. yeah, you see Newbar at the top getting three hits. Uh, Gorman went two for four. You know, um, Paul DeYoung, wait, was this yeah. Yeah, yeah, DeYoung, Paul DeYoung three. yeah, he went three, three for, for four. four. So, yeah. you know, that's the type of potential that the lineup has. You know, it's not always going to click every day because we do kind of have some holes in the lineup that I do want to talk about, like with Dylan Carlson. Yeah, so it's like we're. We yeah we had seven runs on thirteen hits. Also, it was against Chris Flexen. Uh, you know. Yeah. We like, I don't know. We'll take these third game, third or fourth games in the series, but you know, we gotta get, we gotta do that consistently because I feel like we keep we scoring. Win. We gotta keep we keep scoring in the first, the third inning, and then it just kind of just goes away. Yeah, um, it kind of tells off. So I don't I don't know I think no. it just gotta be a little more consistent into the game, because um, I mean I prefer for them to score a lot at the end than in the in the beginning. So, um, so yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so there's some little topics that have been going around. Um, biggest one Gerald mentioned it earlier. Uh, Mr. Jordan Walker got sent down to AAA. Uh, Opinions on that? Addison, I want to hear from you first, man. Talk to me. uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't really understand it. Um, You know, I think, I think he certainly cooled off, you know, from his hot start, but not to a point where I don't think he could perform like a, and I think he's a he was a great locker room presence. Like I don't really, I think Jordan Walker being you know an everyday guy or at least in the dugout every day was a huge benefit to this team. And without it, I don't really understand the thought process. Um, Burleson hasn't really been producing at the level that I would say. Okay, he needs to be up instead of Jordan Walker. Um, I did like the move for Paul DeYoung. Um, not initially, because I was like, oh, here we go again, giving this guy another shot, you know, like the Cardinals do, being too nice for their own good. But um, I he's surprised me, and he surprises me all the time, because it seems like he has these, like, two-week to one-month stents where he's just, like, the man. Like, he just goes three for four, four for four, um, you know, he hits a bunch of home runs. And then after that time, he goes back down to batting like 150. And it's like, okay, cool. That was awesome for like a week and a half. He was like, the, right. he's like perennial Jeremy Lin. Like he comes up and he's like on fire for just a little bit. 
and then he goes back down. Um, so you know, I and I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is the Paul the Young revenge tour. I hope he comes up firing, and he's just like surprising everybody. I hope he's got things figured out because um, a lot of his flaws to me looked mental, and that really sucks. You know, like I think you know you can re- you can rehab an injury, you know, but like working on your 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 mental game with athletes, I think is something that's a lot tougher to get over. And if Paul DeYoung could figure that out and bounce back, I, I mean, I'm all for it. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of went yeah. away from Jordan Walker there, but, um, yeah, those were my thoughts on that. Yeah, like you said, the Paul DeYoung revenge tour has been, like, loading for, like, four years at this point. Like, we all have been waiting to see yeah. the guy that we once saw. And, uh... I know we're going to be talking about it on the confidence meter, so I won't get too much into it because I do want to share my thoughts when we have that segment. But uh, yeah, uh, like you like you said with the Jordan Walker thing, like it's tough, man. But I think that the mindset was um, once once Newt Bar came back from in- injury, like you see Ali going to more so of a rotation in the outfield and. Really, you know, with the young guys, in order to, like, get them sharp and, like, get that experience is to have them out there. And uh, Jordan Walker just wasn't playing. Like, I think he didn't play in the Giants series at all. In the series before that, he only played maybe one game. So he was kind of, like, platooning slash, like, coming off the bench at certain points. Um and I know, like, baseball is tough, but, like, baseball is also a sport where you want to get your young guys the reps. And if you don't, you might as well, like, send them down in order to not kill their service clock and stuff, which it's a wicked game, man. But, you know, it's kind of hard to see him go down like that, you know. He wasn't doing bad. I think he was, like, league average with his, um, um what's it called, OPS plus. I think it was, like, 101. 102, which is slightly above league average, but um, yeah, man, uh, I just think they were like, okay, you're not getting the consistent reps. Um, his defense wasn't good in the outfield. That's one thing that was that was noted. Uh, you know, but he's still learning. But yeah, uh, with that move, they they called Taylor Motter back up, which I think, like, like that's fine, whatever. Like, utility man, whatever. But, like, our outfield is, like, so many, like, people out there. And, like, yeah. I think we could really benefit from moving two guys, maybe one or even two guys, in order to get some pitching because – we have so many guys. We have Yepes isn't even on the roster right now. Right. He can definitely big be in the big leagues. Like it's just unfortunate that we have all of these guys that are like okay right now. Like in the outfield, you know. It's kind of just like a revolving door. But yeah, man. It's tough to see, honestly. I didn't want to see it. I thought it would happen. But I did not want to see it because, um, 
like you said, he has a lot of potential. I think he can go down to the minors, uh, work on a few things. I, I know he was hitting a lot of ground balls. Um, he was hitting the ball hard, but just on the ground. So I know they said they wanted to work on some things with his swing, you know, maybe elevate the ball a little bit more. But I think we'll see him back up this season. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, oh, no, I don't see it as a bad thing. Um, just a way to look at it, uh, Walker gets more consistent reps down in AAA, uh, which he's, he's obviously – He's never played there before. Yeah. He's never played there So before. it's still another step from where he was before. Um, right. But I don't know. The way I look at it is the front office wants Carlson, O'Neal, and maybe another outfield guy to increase their value maybe get more reps, uh, and then eventually trade them for starting pitching. Uh, I think it's a good thing if Carlson and O'Neill can start getting a little hot, maybe, and then get some value under their name. Um, mm-hmm. And with that, it kind of brings up uh, a point that I've seen this week uh, and I've come up with. So I've seen this, um, I follow this page about uh, Cardinals prospects. Uh, and I always see mm-hmm. different names that I've never heard before, which is great because I'd love to learn about new people. And we have um, our number 12 prospect, Le- Leonardo uh, Bernal, I think is, his, is the way you say it. He's a catcher, uh, and he's a teenager, and he's going crazy right now in single A. Uh, he's 36 at-bats. He's hitting three six one. Two home runs, seven RBIs, uh, OPS of 1,000. Uh, so, um, I think there we that's I love seeing those numbers. Uh, and we also I know we also have Ivan Herrera, um, but I could see uh, Herrera getting uh, traded with some of those outfield pieces for some pitching. Um, what do you guys think about that? Um, yeah, like, I would kind of be more open to trading our prospects versus where I was to start the season just because, you know, you're seeing the starting pitching come to, like, fruition that is not the best, you know, and, like, I think all Cardinals fans can agree, not even Cardinals fans, MLB fans can agree that the offense is there and the pitching isn't, so... It's about finding that balance, you know, and right now in our starting rotation, we don't have that guy. Well, Flaherty has shown he can go out there and do some work, but we don't really have that guy that we can go out there and rely on, you know. So That true ace. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if that's in the market right now, but would be nice. Um, yeah, man. Addison, what you think? Well, I mean, I think the the front office would be silly to not be shopping the outfield guys around. I think they're they're really, um, I mean, like we said, they're just so deep in the outfield. It's kind of ridiculous. I don't, I don't even know how it happened. Like, I don't know if we just kept drafting outfielders or like what, but I think. Certainly, we've got guys down, you know, like um, uh, Walker's down there now and um, Yepes, and then 
I just, yeah, I think we, it's time to move on from Carlson. Obviously, I've been saying we need to get rid of O'Neill. So, um, I, I think I hadn't, I hadn't thought about, I hadn't thought about that angle um, that I think, I think it was Fran brought up about bringing up Carlson and O'Neill trying to get them production to raise their value. I think that's, that's really interesting to me. Um, and if that's what we're doing, I mean, great do it like i'm all for that um so i just want to see dylan carlson turn it around at the plate i mean i'm looking at his stats right now although i'm getting advertisements and things like brutal but yeah he has really really been doing bad and you know i feel like that's the guy that they value most defensively because um his center field ability but you know the bat has to come along with that and looking at his stats he has a wrc plus of 70 right now which is 30 percent less than league average you know i like to see him make some adjustments how about we like not bat left-handed like he i think he's hitting 160 against right-handed pitching and then he's hitting in the 300s against lefties so like how about we just like make that adjustment like the hitting coach like i feel like the conversations have to be there and that also comes down to the cardinal way as far as like is our hitting coaches and our coaches really talking to these guys and telling them where they can be better in certain areas you know like i wonder who in the clubhouse is that guy that they're relying on to really be the one to help guys out and make adjustments. Cause you know, last year we had the pool holes and Yachty and Wayno. I know he hasn't been around, but who is, who is that guy in the Cardinals clubhouse? That's like talking to these guys, helping them. Cause uh, I'm not sure. Like, I just feel like the coaches would be, like, super nice about it. Like, oh, yeah, just go out there, get your reps. Because I feel like that's the Cardinals' way. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I don't I don't know what we would get for Carlson right now. Because the most he's had in his career with WRC Plus is 113, which is a little bit above average. But... You know, obviously he might have a bright future. He's still young, but what what would we even get for those type of guys? You know, I agree. Uh, I think at this point, just he's been struggling so much that there there should be something that needs to change. Uh, I did look up his stats for hitting righty and lefty. Um, as a lefty, he's batting two twenty eight, and as a righty, he's batting three sixty nine. Um, yeah. Which obviously is a uh, on the right side against lefties. Um, he's had twenty less at bats, but you know. Um, but yeah, yeah like, something needs to to happen, man. Like, I look at our coaching staff, and there's not really guys that I'm too familiar with around like MLB as far as coaches that I've heard of before. So I just wonder what they're doing with these guys and like talking to him and like like stubby clap well not stubby clap not stubby clap dusty blake uh i think this is his first time being a pitching coach ever 
Um, and, you know, obviously our pitching has been bad. So him as a first-time coach, I'm wondering, like, what's going on? What is he telling these guys to do? What type of adjustments, you know? That's what I'm really curious about right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think we are missing that. You certainly got it. I mean, I think Yachty was was tough. Um, you know, he he would be you know with his criticism. I don't think he, I don't think he was mean. That's how yeah. I mean by tough. But I, I think you know he told guys what they needed to hear, and Pujols certainly did. But I, I wonder, you know. Like without their presence there, like is it is it Nolan? Is it Paul? Both of those guys seem well. Nolan not so much, but Paul seems like a very quiet, kind of reserved guy. Um, you know, so I don't. You know. Yeah. And I wonder I, if he's trying to get other guys. Like you know, Paul's on this VR swing training. Like that's been his thing. I wonder if he's trying to get other guys on that. Like, you know, would that benefit other guys? Because I think it certainly benefited Paul. So, you know, I just I kind of wonder what the leadership um, dynamic is like. Yeah. And on the flip side, you know, not everything is uh, black and white for everyone. Not not one thing works for everyone, you know. Some right. guys might uh, prefer to be in the batting cages. I, I remember a while ago when we had Matt Carpenter when he was uh, on the tail end of his career. They said he would spend, like, hours in the batting cage trying to get his swing right, and that would in turn just, like, really mess him up. So, you know, some guys really need the reps. Some guys need virtual reality, I guess, with Paul Goldschmidt. You know, he's a he's a gamer, so. But, uh, yeah, I really I really wonder what it is that is like contributing to us slumping right now. I mean, obviously I can point to the pitching, but I feel like it's a, as a collective, it's kind of everyone because you see guys like Nolan Arenado, he is not comfortable at the plate right now. I've noticed yeah. that. Yeah. He's um, yeah, Dylan, Dylan, like I said, it's not been doing too hot. So it's it's certain parts of the offense that are just like, okay, we can expect you to turn it around. But what's really going on behind the scenes, I hope that it's not like a big glaring problem with like a coach or like chemistry or like pressure versus expectations, you know? Yeah. I, you know, that's interesting. I wonder if they got comfortable. In the off season, yeah. you know, because the Brewers kind of, you know, with getting rid of Josh Hader at the end of last year, um, kind of were showing like they wanted to go into a rebuild. The Reds are awful. The Pirates, everybody was writing off. They've surprised everybody this year. But, you know, the, all the press was saying that the Pirates were going to have another bad year. Um, and the Cubs made some questionable moves. I mean, they said they made the big signing for Dansby. And that's great for them. Um, but, you know, Cody Bellinger, nobody nobody really thought that he was going to be right. Uh, but he's actually been having a pretty decent year, um, or at least surpassing what I think people's expectations were for him. So I wonder if they just got comfortable and were like, okay, well, we're penciled in for a division win, you know, whatever, yada, yada, whatever. Like, yeah, our pitching yeah. stinks, but we're going to make the playoffs no matter what because everybody else in our division sucks. 
So, you know, I wonder if it's just a case of simply getting too comfortable. Yeah, I I kind of did some reflecting on, like, last season for us and where things could possibly go wrong because it's, like, a fairly similar team from last year. It's just right now we just look so out of whack and we just look like we're playing like like someone took our heart out of our chest. Like, like um, I was reflecting on last year and I was thinking, like, maybe – Yachty's and Pujols' presence took pressure off of guys like, um, you know, like Pujols yeah. been one of the best players of all time. You know, you go out there, you know, you're gonna get a good at bat from him. But guys, maybe last year could feel like they can just fall in line and um, contribute off of those type of guys and those type of presences. But maybe this year, you know, that could be lacking a little bit. You know. And us as a Cardinals fan, we'll never know the complete story, but just yeah. it just gets me wondering, like, what's going on? I think you're right. I think you you're pretty right about that. I think last year the the talk wasn't even about the playoffs. Like, it was great, you know, that we won the division and all that, and that was cool. Um, right. But it wasn't about the postseason or anything. Like, from a fan perspective, it was, you know getting to see Albert one last time, getting to see Yachty one last time. Like, we didn't know that Wayno was going to be coming back. So, you know, it was more just about remembering the 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 years um, of service they gave to us. So, uh, yeah, I think this yeah. season all of a sudden missing those guys is like, okay, now we expect you to be a playoff. Like, we know you're good. Like, you need to be a playoff and World Series contender. Right. And think about think about how much uh uncertainty we had coming into this season, like with the outfield, where would guys line up? Will Jordan Walker be up? Um Paul DeYoung was had a new retooled swing. Will he be on the roster? Like, you know, how will Goldie bounce back from his MVP? It was a lot of stories, you know, and when you when you don't have a guy like Pujols or Yachty in your clubhouse, you know, those guys are great. So I feel like that's sort of a disadvantage. But you know, it's it's about how you handle it. You know, so yeah. it's a long season, man. That's that's what I've been saying. Like it's a long season. Like don't count us out. Never count us out. But you know, all right, we're gonna like, move into like, uh, finish your thought. We're gonna move into. Yeah, we just need someone to establish, you know, in the clubhouse that can just be like, hey, let's get this going, guys. Yeah, we definitely need that push. Uh, hopefully, Wayno, when he comes back, can give us a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, but we're going to move into our segment, the confidence meter. Um, so we're going to do a little intermission and come right, come right back. So we'll be right back. Hello everybody, uh, welcome back. Um, so we're going to move into our confidence meter, uh, which is our segment where we rank players 1 through 5 and how confident we are moving forward with them. Um, and yeah, we usually do 5 to 6 players each time, so let's get right into it. Yep. First player on the list today is Paul DeYoung. Uh, he just got called up oh, recently. Uh, uh, seems to be tearing it up. Uh, what do you guys give him? 
Addison, I'll let you go first. Unless you um, go. okay, all right. No, I got it. Um, I'm. Uh, um, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give him like a um, a two and a half, three. Obviously, he's been you know wowing us all um with his performance recently, but uh, feel like God, what's a good comparison for him? He's like a. He's like. I don't know, man. Like he, he, he constantly. He's like, man. He's like the toxic ex, man. He, he is. He is. He's like, <laughs> dude. You break up with this girl because she's treating you bad, and you know, she, she's not, she's not being healthy for you. And then she like hits you back a couple months later. She's like, I swear to God, I've changed. Like, I'm gonna be better this time. Like, let's work things out. And then you take her back. And things are good for a while, and, and then things go right back to the way they were before. So you know, I I hope I'm wrong. I hope he has changed for the better. I want to take him back. Don't get me wrong, because it, obviously we see what he does when he's on. But the 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 issue is, I I just don't uh, I don't fully trust him yet. Yeah, uh, and relationships, you know. People change, you know, they try to adjust certain things for that person. And that's what Pauly D has been going through. He's been trying to work on his swing for the past few seasons, along with staying healthy. Um, Addison, I'm with you, bro. Like, I would say I'm right in the middle at a three. Um, Just from watching the games and seeing it, I see that uh, he has a new swing. Uh, it's more simple, like he doesn't have the big leg kick anymore and he uh, stands more upright. Uh, so that's kind of refreshing to see because you can tell that he uh, is putting the bat on the ball a, a lot better. But like you said, will it sustain over the whole season is where I kind of dock him down a few points based on his history, you know? Because right now he... uh. He's hitting 462 with uh, 1,308 OPS. So that's like obviously tearing the cover off the ball right now. But that's only 13 at-bats. So, you know, that's only a few games worth of uh, that. But, uh, yeah, man, I just looking at him, the eye test is saying he's – it's going to be sustainable, like maybe a little bit above average bat. But like you said, we have fallen into this trap before. And, you know, I feel like all of our boys are like, no, no, don't take her back again. Don't make it like the mistake again. But then we're just, we're doing it again. We're going to see how it works out this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his, stats look, his stats look good right now. If we can sustain this, you know, I'm here for it. If he's there for it, I'm there for it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say a three. I, I like what I see, though, so I'm tempted to go 3.5. But we do know that it's going to come back to burn me. I'm going to have to, I don't know, I'm going to have to disagree with y'all. Uh, I'm giving him a four. Uh I've I've been loving what I've seen from Paul, man. Uh, Thirteen at bats, six hits, two RBIs, one home run in his first, in his first game. The one thing that gives me confidence in him is his one strikeout, man. One strikeout. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it, and that's I just from that one strikeout, it gives me way it just brought up like a point in my one out of five. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Just like you said, big leg kick. It feels like he's seen the ball pretty well, um, and I'm confident. Um, I just I'll give it to him. I have to give it to him. He's it seems like he's worked hard to get back to this point. Um, yeah, just a quick yeah. breakdown on him. Like in the past, he uh, he like had a little crotch to his swing, and then like when the ball comes in, he'll do like a leg kick or whatever. This off season, you can tell he was like working in order to improve that, because you know he uh, strikes out a lot, which he hasn't so far. But based on the past, that's what he does a lot. So. You can tell he's just focused on putting the ball in play, and he's doing a great job at it right now. And he uh, he's hitting the ball hard. He uh, had that one game versus Seattle where he went three for four. I'm like, he's back. I was texting friend about. I was like, he's back. But uh, yeah, yeah, great to see. So we got a what two two point five three and then a four. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say three point five. I'm gonna be fair. He's going three point five. All right. So next player, um, we got Jordan Hicks. He's, uh, I think, since we last, I think, I think since last episode, uh, he, the somebody came out and said that he was going to get played in uh, less leverage lower. situation, lower leverage situation. Yeah. Um, I personally would give him a three and a half out of five. Um, I've actually liked a lot what I've seen lately from him. Since uh, yeah. April 15th against the Pirates, which was the last time he gave up a run, which was 10 games ago, yeah. but he also doesn't play every game. Um, yeah. He's pitched 4.2 innings. He's only had four hits, um, 11 strikeouts. And the one thing that just, again, one one walk in, in 4.2 innings. One mm-hmm. walk. Uh, yeah. And that's just what brings it up for me. Um, so I'll, just, I'll give him a 3.5. Yeah, like you said, like, we know the walks are a big thing with Jordan Hicks. If he can just throw his stuff in the zone, he's going to be good. And like you said, since, honestly, since our last episode, uh, he's just going out there and has done great. Each each um game that he's been into so far, he's had at least a strikeout in the inning that he was in. So, um. Yeah, you know that power sinker is gonna play. You know, whenever it whenever it gets into the zone, it's gonna play. Um, and that's just the type of potential you have with a guy like Jordan Hicks. I agree, three point five based on what I've seen in the last week. Um, you know, it was kind of tough hearing that uh, he'll be in lower leverage situations. I know that kind of is like a morale like dropper, but. You know, it was the start of the season, but he was struggling pretty mightily. But, hey, whatever happened since that came out, we need to be doing the same thing. I'm not going to lie. Like, whatever whatever got into him after that, I like it because he's been lights out. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you guys. I, I think um, three and a half, four. Um the command has been there, and I think I think that's what we were talking. About. I think we were talking about him last last episode, weren't we? Yeah, um, yeah and, and the command is the only thing that we kept bringing up, and I, I really think that that's. I don't know if it's the lower leverage thing. I don't know if that was a 
you know, too much pressure for him and it got to him mentally. I don't know, you know, what the what the deal was, but um yeah, he's certainly found something here. Yeah, he's uh over the last week he's had four outings. So Yeah. Four out of the what, six days that they play or seven days or I don't know if they played every day for last week. But uh yeah, you can you can clearly see that uh he's going out there with confidence. Uh his last his last appearance he came in in the fifth inning and I think he inherited some runners and I think Newt Bar dropped the ball in center field and he kinda showed some emotion. So you can really see that he's into it. And when you have a guy with that type of stuff that's really into it, I really like the idea of that. So yeah, we'll see if it's sustainable. Out of but five, I, Addison. Oh, I was gonna say like a three and a half, four. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely is good to have that emotion. People who care yeah. uh need that in the clubhouse. Yeah. Um next up, uh we got uh He's one of my favorite pitchers on the team. We got Zach Thompson again. Um, I'm just putting him on here because he's finally had a bad outing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'd still give him a four. Um, it's just that he's just got to bounce back from his last two games uh, he's played in. In his last two games, he's well, up until this point, he didn't let up a run. Uh, in the last two games, he's pitched 1.2 innings, three hits, four earned runs, and he's walked the same as many people as he's walked. He's walked as many people as he's struck out, which is three. Um, what do you guys got on Zach? Yeah, um, I know we've done him on the segment before, and I know um, we all like him, like as a lefty arm. I'm right there with you, Fran. Honestly, like nothing lower than a three probably like a 3.5 or 4 honestly you know I feel like when we go out there with Zach Thompson that kind of I feel good about what's going to happen like I don't feel like he's going to like blow up an inning or I don't know having that guy go out there with confidence on the pitching side is big right now so yeah I really I, I love Zach Thompson yeah I mean as long as he bounces back you know a couple bad innings that's baseball you yeah. know um Shohei gives up runs. You know, it's not like yeah. that's, uh, you know, it's not, nobody, nobody's perfect. Nobody goes the whole season without giving up a run. So, you know, I'm not super worried about it. I'm not super concerned. I think yeah, right in there, that three and a half uh, for him will be good. Perfect. Um, talking about perfect, uh, let's talk about uh, Giovanni Gallegos. Um He's definitely been perfect, uh, seems like, since we started the season. Uh, I'd give him a five uh, for right yeah, now. Yeah. He's been lights out. His season stats are he's pitched 8.1 innings. He's let up three hits. No runs, one walk, and 11 strikeouts. Um, I don't think it could get any better than that. What do you guys got on Gio? Yeah, so nobody's perfect except for Gio. That's that's what we're looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, basically. that's just how it is. Um, you know, yeah, nobody in baseball is perfect. Everybody lets up runs except for Giovanni Gallegos. Um, so, you know, and, that, and that's great to see. Um, kind of a bounce back year for him after uh, kind of struggling last year. Um, I think that's important, honestly, because between him and now Ryan Helsley struggling a little bit, um, 
whereas you know the narrative was flipped last year. So as long as we got one stud guy, you know, I can kind of hang my hat on that. So um, yeah, I'm feeling high fours fives. Yeah. Um... One thing I noticed about Gio as Lamar just got signed to a five-year deal with the Ravens. Okay, okay. Um, one thing I can say about Gio is I feel like he never gets, like, too bad. Like, he may have a few outings where, like, things will kind of get bad. But at the end of the season, you always see Gio. He has, like, a three ERA or a two ERA, you know, right in there. He's a solid guy in the back of the bullpen. Um, and you look at his percentile rankings and stuff on baseball savant and stuff like that, they all check out like he strikes out a lot of guys, he gets a lot of chase with his delivery. Um his whiff percentage is in the ninety-fourth percentile, which is really good. You know, the closer to a hundred the better on baseball savant. But yeah, Geo Geo's uh, a solid guy to have, you know. I, it would be really nice to see him and Helsley uh, just, you know, kind of get it going at the same time. Uh, I know Helsley had that walk-off home run recently. But yeah. Him, too, I I just hope he bounced back. You know, he has the great stuff. So, But, yeah, Gio, I'm not going to say five, but I'm going to say four, you know, just play it cool. Uh, and lastly, uh, let's talk about Umbra. Uh, this isn't a player, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. so confidence Purple. meter out of five on the St. Louis Cardinals and the rest of the season because I've just recently read something that says only four teams in MLB history have made the playoffs after starting their season out with fewer than 10 wins in the first 25 games. Only four teams. What what's what what do you guys give the Cardinals right now and seeing what's going on? I know it's a long season, but there's the stats don't lie, man. Addison, I got thoughts. Would you want to go first, or you want me? To I go? I can go first. I I think you know, um, I think right now as it sits, confidence wise, is is pretty you know middle of the road. It's like a two and a half, three for them. Um, but I, I don't, I don't read too much into that stat. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Cause you know, the, my, my Lakers had a 0.3% chance to make the playoffs after mm-hmm. starting the year two and 10. And, uh, we're about to knock out Memphis and move on, you know? So, you know, I, uh, I don't read too much into those stats. I don't put too much weight on that. Yeah. Two and a half, three. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say, going forward, um, I'll probably say like 2.5 at most because we're, we are kind of in a hole right now. And if you look at the rest of the NL Central, um, a lot of teams are doing better than what we thought. And, you know, we're, we're pretty – I'm not going to say pretty far, but we're some games out of – out of uh first place. So like uh the Pirates, they look good. They they made a lot of sneaky pickups this offseason and things are kinda gelling for them, you know. So I feel like they're kinda dangerous. And then the Brewers, you know, 
we were kind of, you know, counting them out a little bit. You know, we knew the pitching was going to be there, but it was really up to the offense, and they've responded, and we haven't. So, you know, it's uh, – It's a right in the middle tough. of the pack right there. Two and a half, three. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to say two because there's some things I don't like, but and I and I feel like they would need to be changed in order for me to improve. But yeah, I'm gonna say two point five. All right. Well, I guess I'm the only one that's given above a three. Uh, I give them a three and a half. Um, I don't know. I just got this like vision that the Cardinals are just gonna turn around. I have high hopes on some of our guys getting their value up, and then. As much as it's not expected, I just feel like a trade's going to happen at some point. Uh, and hopefully, I hope it's for a good pitcher. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if we had one hole in our nine offensive players on the lineup. I would not mind. I don't care. Uh, if we can get a good starting pitcher, I don't care. Um, so I'll give him a three and a half. Um, and that's just what I got for him. Um, so, yeah. We're going to uh, intermission back to finish up the episode um so we will be right back all right everybody uh welcome back uh we are gonna run through the predictions for this future uh series that we got coming up uh, in the next few days against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, game one, we have uh, our guy Flaherty going up against Dustin May. Uh, Dustin May hasn't looked too bad, I don't think. He's got a 3.07 ERA. I'm going to be honest, I haven't followed the Dodgers too much, but I could tell you that they're not as good as they were last year. Um, but they still got a lot of guys on their offense that could hurt us, especially Max Muncy. What do you guys got on that game? Um, well, go ahead, Gerald. Um, well, I know Dustin May is a, a guy. Like, that's a guy that's going to go out there. and He's going to throw high velocity. He's going to attack the zone, you know. So that's a tough matchup for the offense. But, you know, it always comes back to our pitching. I'm I'm curious to see how Dak looks. I'm confident, but, you know. Just as a pitching staff overall, I'm curious to see how we look against veteran guys. I know it's not the same Dodgers team as maybe years past, but, you know, they're still a formidable franchise. We're on the road in their stadium, right? Yep, playing in Chavez. Yeah, Yeah, so just curious to see how our bats look. Uh, But – just more curious about how the pitching will be in the series overall. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for um, to see Jack Flaherty again. I think that'll be, you know, good um, just to see what he's improved on from his last outing. Uh, Dustin, I think, is going to give us some fits, and that's okay. Um, but I, I I don't think Dustin is so good that you know, the offense won't be able to perform. You know, I'm, I'm looking for guys to bounce back. I'm looking for Arenado to kind of come out of his slump that he's in. I'm looking for big games out of our uh, offensive guys. So, uh, you know, hopefully DeYoung keeps performing, stuff like that. 
Um, so I, I think game one, you know, is definitely up in the air. Um, I don't, I don't get to see who the Dodgers are pitching, unfortunately. But then, you know, game two. Game two, um, they got says they got Kershaw. Yeah. Um, so Kershaw two point three two ERA. I feel good against lefties, dude. Uh, we ha- historically have hammered Kershaw, so I, yeah. you know, I love. I I look forward to the days that Kershaw's pitching against us. Yeah, it so, should be Monty against Kershaw that day. Um, uh, so I feel lefty, good. Lefty, lefty. Yeah, feel good with yeah. Monty on the mound. Also feel good going against a lefty. Um, so yeah. Uh, what you got on that, Gerald? What you thinking? Yeah, I I definitely like the potential of our lineup facing a guy that's one a lefty also also doesn't throw the highest velocity. You know, I know Kershaw is always sharp. You know, Hall of Famer. You know. Quality arm. Wish we could have had him, but <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. But uh, yeah, I like I like that spot. Uh, curious to see how we deal with kind of a change of pace with Dustin May, who's a hard sinker throwing righty, going to Kershaw, who's a lefty who uses more breaking pitches and kind of spots up his uh, pitches more. But you know. Those are two quality arms that they're having, but I feel like on our end, you know, we have we have uh, Monty and Jay Flair going out there, so I like it. I think the games will be competitive for those two games. I have a feeling uh, this might be our our series to bounce back on. Uh, we have yeah, uh, especially at least get two out of three. Uh, game three, we have Woodford against Syndergaard, which I mean. That could also be our game, man. Syndergaard has been struggling a little bit this season. Uh, 6.58 ERA. Uh, Woodford. Yeah, he, I mean, Woodford. I don't know. There's just some pitchers that I just think that should go out there and be like, at, at most three runs, hopefully. That's what I ask. Uh, and Woodford has been doing that lately. Um, so, yeah, I got high hopes for this series against the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to turn it into fruition. I just need I need Arenado to step up again, man. His last 31 at-bats, he's ha- only had three hits. And man, half, he's really... Half of his at-bats good. have been strikeouts. Um, yes, he's looked so. lost at the play. I don't know what's, I don't know if it's a clubhouse thing. I don't know if it's a start of the season thing. But, yeah, he has looked lost at the play. Yeah, I but, don't know. And he's only walked one yeah. time, so... He's a Hall of Famer, though. So oh, definitely it can't can't give up that defense that he's got. Um, no. So, yeah. Any any last thoughts about these Dodgers? Um, I got very high hopes for the series. Um, as I probably say every series, but you know. Yeah, I got high hopes. Uh, kind of talking about the Dodgers a little bit. I I've been following other teams just a little bit. You know, kind of don't want to be sad about the Cardinals all the time. Also see who we could get. I've been paying attention, and I've been seeing that they've been putting Mookie Betts at shortstop. Uh, yeah. Just wonder when we going to give Mookie Betts credit as one of the best athletes because he can ball at an elite level. He could play baseball. He, he probably can hoop, you know. He's a he's a guy. I like Mookie. But, oh, Mookie's a stud, for sure. Yeah, he's a stud. Love those leadoff yeah, homers he's got sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, he's tough. 
I think that'll wrap it up for uh, this episode, episode four. Um, yeah. Of the yeah. Cardinals season, uh, it's been a tough season so far uh, for us fans and probably the players. Um, yeah, I, don't know. I feel like we're more optimistic about a lot of Cardinals fans. You know, I see these Cardinal fan pages just yeah. going off on the team. Yeah, which know. you know, I kind of fall into it sometimes, but you know, still trying to stay optimistic yeah. with the Cardinals. I don't know. I just it's hard to hate on my own team, no matter how bad they are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that'll that'll be it for uh, episode four. Uh, thank you guys, uh, Gerald and Addison, for joining me once again. Um, yeah. Talking so, some Cardinals also, baseball. I did want to say I noticed that we had some reviews on our podcast, and they're all five stars right now. I appreciate I that. Yeah, thank you, like, everybody, for listening. For you guys listening, like, that's crazy. I could never imagine just, like, listening to me talk, you know. Right. So, yeah. The support has been great. This is honestly. something definitely I that I've wanted to do for a while. Uh, right. And it feels good that, it, you know, people are supporting, and I appreciate it yeah, a lot. Man. Yeah. Um, That's all I had to say. So, yeah. Again, thank you uh, to everybody listening. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys listening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you guys again for joining me. Uh, thank you guys for listening uh, on the other end. Um, and we will catch you guys next week. Thank See you. you. Deuces.